0: Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hi, everybody. This is Dick Arnf, and welcome to my world. It looks like another famous, or should I say infamous, Las Vegas hotel is about to disappear, the Tropicana. And like so many others, it will likely be imploded and become rubble as plans continue to bring another major sport, baseball, the Oakland A's, to the Las Vegas Strip. For those of us who've lived here for a relatively short period, in my case, about 18 years, I think... We're getting used to the forever changing geography of our town. But for those of us who have lived here to witness the many changes over the years, my guess is that it must be tough to slowly watch a golden age disappear year after year. As we continue into the third decade of the 21st century, while June is now busting out all over, and the details of losing the Tropicana Hotel are being finalized, I was thinking about another grand hotel that we lost eight years ago, the Riviera in 2015. that's what I want to talk about today. Let's go back in in time, and uh, I remember the Grand Hotel whose history began in 1953. It was originally supposed to be called the Casablanca, when the idea was conceived that year, but licensing problems in Nevada hampered the project. Why? Well, it was learned that one of the largest Miami partners had ties to a man named Meyer Lansky, whose history in Las Vegas went back to the Benjamin Bugsy Siegel days, And the Flamingo Hotel in the 1940s. But later in that same year, in 1953, the problem was solved. And the Nevada Tax Department approved the investor list that included Harpo and Gummo Marks of the Marks Brothers and a man named Sam Cohen and a group of Miami investors with what we believe was the influence of the Chicago outfit. The plan was to build Las Vegas's first skyscraper, with nine stories having 221 rooms in a town that the 1950 census indicated had less than 25,000 residents, compared to the latest count of 2023, which now totals over 654,000. It opened on April 20th, 1955, 68 years ago, when the original budget was $7.5 million, grew by an additional $1 million before the doors would open. Unfortunately, it lasted only three months before it went bankrupt then being taken over by a man named Gus Greenbaum. And as though history tends to repeat, as was the case when the Flamingo's budget exceeded what the boys back east thought was reasonable. Just as they had solved the problem with Ben Siegel and the Flamingo, Gus too had to go, and he was murdered in 1958. There would be a number of owners over the years and was run by some interesting characters, one of which was the ex-husband of singer-actress Pia Zadora, Even Dean Martin had 10% ownership at one time. But what built the reputation of the Riv was the amazing entertainment, the greatest performers that Las Vegas could ever see. They broke the mold when the hotel opened in 1955, paying an unheard of salary of $50,000 a week. That's the equivalent of $566,000 in today's dollars to a piano player named Liberace, who opened the Clover Room, later renamed the Versailles Room. Liberace's salary would eventually jump to $300,000 a week in 1972, the equivalent of over $2 bucks a week in today's dollars. Over the years, the most famous entertainers of the time would grace the stage and lounges of the Riv. Names like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Elvis Presley, uh, Bob Hope, Wayne Newton, Dolly Parton, Rich Little, Tom Jones, Barry Manilow, Buddy Hackett, and Bill Cosby, just to name a few. And there were the shows that lasted for years. An Evening at Lacage, starring a very young Frank Mar- Marino for 23 years. Crazy Girls for 28 years and Splash, originally with a revolving cast having guest entertainers such as The Fifth Dimension. There was the comedy club that was started by a maitre d' named Steve Sharipa, later to become famous in his own right, first on the hit show The Sopranos and currently on TV uh, show Blue Bloods, who hired celebrities that included the likes of... Damon Wayans, Drew Carey, uh, Jeff Dunham, and Ellen DeGeneres, just to name a few. The Rev was also the location for a number of Hollywood films. The Most Memorable, The Original, Ocean's Eleven, and later, Casino, and Austin Powers International, Man of Mystery, and The Hangover. And of course, there was the food. Anyone remember the Hickory Room? Hickory, Hickory Room? Back in 55, you wore a coat and tie and that special dress, uh, person dressed to the nines. And last but not least, there were the stories. Some of the antics that took place over the years. Perhaps the craziest story was that of Tahar, the Splash specialty act, which built up the teaser ad, was, was built up with teaser ads that turned out to be an alligator wrestler, where a fourteen foot alligator had to be unceremoniously dumped out of its cage under the stage. The poor seem poor thing seemed half frozen, and Tahar Tried to pry its jaws, its jaws open, putting his head in his mouth. The creature actually was hypnotized. Well, one day someone left the cage uh, door open, and that created a humorous yet sad problem for the alligator. You see, the Riviera was built; I uh, had built a cage with air conditioning, but the, so the alligator could live out in the, on the loading dock. But one day it escaped and crossed Riviera Boulevard to the north of the hotel, where, where it was run over by a car. But that didn't kill it. No, the alligator died when Tahar spray-painted it green in an attempt to cover up the tire track. Rumor has it that Tahar buried (laughs) buried it next to some mobster in the desert. Yeah, those were the memories that live on, but sadly it was allowed to decay as of the 21st century. And finally it had kind of come to an end. But emotionally it will live on in the history and memory of those who were fortunate to experience it and love it. Finally, at 2 a.m. on June 14, 2015, the end finally came, in all its glory. So another old, majestic hotel, the Tropicana, will soon join the ranks of the Riviera, the Dunes, the New Frontier, Hacienda the Sands, the Stardust, Silver Slipper, the Landmark, and Desert Inn. We'll soon have to say goodbye to a wonderful piece of the Las Vegas history on the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. This is Dick Arndt saying bye for now. In my world saluting it another part of our Tom's fabulous past.